guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. And today, we are live right now. If you guys aren't listening live, well, you're going to have to follow me on Spreaker, with an R, S-P-R, dot com. Or just look up the Arsenio Buck Show uh, uh, on Spreaker if you guys want to hear live episodes and have a chat. So, with that being said, guys, remember the follow-up? I told you guys about the depressed housing market in the 1990s in Phoenix, Arizona, and how the rich, such as Robert Kiyosaki, created ample opportunity to make more money just by becoming financially literate. See, think about it. When that was all said and done, he created $40,000 and he put it right into his asset column. That money was invented without even being taxed, as you can see in the quote in the damn description. So at 10% interest, 4000 a year in cash flow is added to income. Now, again, think about it. I want you guys to think about it. How long do you think it will take with taxes to save up that amount of money? To save up 40000 US dollars without using anything. We're just uh, talking about money being thrown in the bank. How long do you think it would take? See, when Robert Kiyosaki and his wife, during that crazy-ass depressed market, they used to, <coughs> excuse me, oh my God, they used to do these transactions, six of them a year on their spare time. See, the bulk of their main money, okay, was being invested into larger properties in the stock market. But they were able to create more than 190000 in assets. And those six buy, create, sell transactions, like I told you about in the last podcast. So, that is literally an extra 19000 a year income. And a lot of it's just put right into the private corporation. So much of that 19000 a year, hey, you know what? It could go for the company, uh, the company cars, the gas, the trips, insurance, dinners with clients, and other things. You see what I mean? Like, can you imagine having that type of stipend when that uh, opportunity does arise? It's kind of like, you know, me meeting with a client, um... What is it? Uh, what is it? Coming up on Tuesday. So I'm going to be meeting with someone who wants me to create content for his AI project. He is unleashing a huge, huge thing. So, of course, I'm going to see how I could be of service with them. But, again, this is in Thailand. This is just a couple of train stations. Well, not a couple, but probably about several train stations away. But if someone from UAE would say, hey, you know what? I would love for you to come down here and do this and do that and do this. Would I be ready? See, that nineteen thousand a year, that could be sto- that could be like stashed away for expenses expenses for you. Whereas when the opportunity does arise, you're able to commit to things like that. But see, if you don't have that extra nineteen thousand a year, or you're not reinvesting it into let's just say index funds, well, what the hell are you doing? You just work. You're the salary man. Is what they call them out there in good old Japan. So. By the time the government gets a chance to try to tax that income, it's been spent on legally allowed pre-tax expenses. Now, a lot of people would say, man, that sounds legal, that sounds this, that sounds that, but Robert Kiyosaki's been doing this for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. Right after the Vietnam War, he tried selling. He tried se- Well, he actually tried buying a golden nugget because I think they took the gold stamp or the gold something off the U.S. dollar during that time. And so he tried buying some gold from this lady in Vietnam with American currency. He's like, hey, can I, uh, you know, I want to buy this. 
And she said, how much? And then he tried offering her and she just laughed at him. He's like, God damn, this lady is more financially literate than me. He said that lady had no front teeth and the, re- and the remainder of her back teeth were all like, like a, a copper color. But she was more financially literate than him. So he knew, you know what, man, if I could play this game, I could, be, I could make a fortune off of it. So again, with saying that, guys, just ask yourself, like I've already asked you about the 40000 Ask yourself, you know, how long would it take to make or save 190000 Would the bank pay you 10% interest on your money? Hell no. I remember Anzed, Anzed out there, A-N-Z is what I say, but it's Anzed, Zed meaning Z in, you know, Australian and British English. But that bank, they were paying me, I think it was 10%, but I couldn't take any money out. So I had opened an account to stash money away and they would just, they would match it at 10%. So if I put in 100 for one month or if I put in 1500, they would match it with 10%, which is a significant amount. I remember it was 10%. It couldn't have been 5%. But nonetheless, hey, that's one way. And so, I mean, people ask if the person doesn't pay this, if the person doesn't pay the promissory note. You know what? It happens and it's good news because there are a lot of people out there that do these types of things. Just as I talked about in the great financial crisis with all these loan sharks who were just giving loans and endless amounts of loans to immigrants. But unfortunately, they never had the opportunity, a great opportunity to sit their ass in prison behind some set, you know, behind some bars because of course they were just lending out everything. They were just selling houses from left to right. But when Robert Kiyosaki, when he first sold his house, he paid that 2000 back. So technically he had no money in the transaction. So his ROI is infinity. Why? It's an example of no money making a lot of money. Now in that second transaction, when it was resold, he would have to put that 2000 in his – he would be able to put that 2000 in his pocket and re-extend the loan for about 30 years. So what would that ROI be if he had paid money to make money? But you know what? I mean it sure beats the hell out of you know saving $100 a month, you know, which actually is – oh my god, starts out as 150 because, again, you're going to be getting taxed and all these other things. So guys, again, when that to, – to sum up this story. When that real estate market ended up getting better, those houses that he sold for that 60000 like I told you, okay, in the previous podcast, it ended up being worth 110000 Now, the foreclosure opportunities, which are the best opportunities, were available, but it became rare at that time. So, cost a valuable asset. So, in his time, he was still going out looking for these valuable assets, so thousands of buyers were looking for, you know, a, a couple of deals over here, over there. And he was still in those neighborhoods looking for the little isolated home over here that's actually dirt cheap while it was still strengthening. And he saw opportunity and that's how he ended up making a lot. A lot of people would say, oh, you can't do that here. That is against the law. You're lying. He's heard those comments all uh, all the time, but you don't have to be an algebra whiz or even a calculus whiz, no, a calculus whiz or even an algebra whiz to understand this. So again, he said, I guess you could say metaphorically, he said he has no roofs to fix or toilets to unplug because the owners do that. He said it's their house. Now, occasionally someone does not pay, and that's wonderful because there are late fees, which again, Robert Kiyosaki makes. Or they move out and the property is sold again. I mean, 
nonetheless, it's just, it's amazing how becoming financially literate, and Robert Kiyosaki posts this on Twitter all the time. He says, government taxes, government taxes, government taxes, but there are there is a way around it. I'm not talking about IRS. You know, uh, what's, oh my God, Tyler Perry, he was talking about, you know, with the, with the IRS, uh, that some people, you know, well, he actually, it was very hard for him to, you, you know, to fill out his tax return. He's like, you know what, I did what I could, and you know, everyone started laughing, so, you know, basically saying, hey, you know, I had to do what I had to do. I don't know if it was right, but it's what he had to do. It's kind of like living over here overseas, you know, in America. They are unable to tax me living abroad if I make only one thousand U.S. dollars a month. Now they don't even have recollection of making one, of me making one thousand U.S. dollars a month because my assets come from so many different areas, and you can't tax one hundred and fifty dollars a month. That doesn't make no. That's not how it works. And you know there was a guy from Britain. He's like, oh, you have to submit your tax turns all the time. I'm like, well, you know what? I don't make money in America. He's like, oh, it doesn't matter. You still have to submit. It. I said, listen, I know how it works. Okay, living out here in Thailand, I get taxed. I've been to America a plenty of times. I've t- I've done my W two a plenty of times, and I've never ever had a problem or a question or anything. Student loans, the little mini little student loans, being paid back easy. That'll be paid off within two seconds. But a lot of people they have that scarcity mindset. And of course, this seven, this guy apparently he's been sixty nine for the past ten years. So this eighty year old brick guy is telling me, "Oh, this and that. Oh, this. I have to do this and do that and do that." I'm like, "Dude, oh my god!" And then this guy, of course, he was the first one to you know start talking about, "Oh, you should send all your money to offshore bank accounts." I was like, "Oh my god, talk about doing things." Oh my! And some people would say, "Oh, is it legal?" Some people would say yes. Some people would say no. Or you could just understand how taxes work. And make passive income, have your daytime job, get taxed that way, and you're good. You can't tax assets. How do, how the hell do you think Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and all these others, how are they getting taxed? Now, you could look it up. You could say, if I look it up right now, as a matter of fact, let's go on Google. Uh, how much does Bill Gates get taxed a year? Let's check it out. Now, again, Warren's... Wealth tax is a proposed 2% annual levy on household wealth above $50 million, and an additional 1% tax on wealth above $1 billion. And so Bill Gates says he's happy to pay $20 billion in taxes. But again, if you look at it, how much is this actually coming from his asset column or his income statement? This is the, these are the things that they do not speak about. See, this probably just comes from his income statement, but his assets are far more than that. Far more. Of course, Apple becoming the first trillion, or I think it was the first trillion, but I think Amazon was the number one. Then there was a gas company in Saudi Arabia. Then I think Apple was the next one. And so think about it. Yeah. You're like, okay, here, tax me. That's just a write-off. See what I mean? It's always just a quote-unquote write-off. So, guys, with that being said, <sighs> there's a lot to talk about. In terms of money, and there's a lot of things that I did not know that I'm trying to explain to you guys in the easiest form. But just think about it. I know a lot of people are listening to me from the likes of Malta, from Bosnia. Just just think about it. What taxes out there in your country? Just think about it. Do a little research 
and see how this coincides with everything I've been talking about. So, with that being said, guys, stay tuned for more, man. I'm your host, as always. Always grateful, and big shout out to Dong Nai, Vietnam, which is in Bien Hoa. You guys have been downloading a lot of my episodes, so I can't thank you enough, especially my folks out there in Clifton, New Jersey. So, guys, stay tuned for more, man. I'm your host, as always, over and out.